Hello, welcome to the Mindful Drinking Movement podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Betancourt, former wino and current hypnotherapist and life coach, helping you reevaluate your relationship with alcohol and how you can release old habits that no longer serve you while stepping into the next greatest version of you. Yeah, yeah. Today I have something a little different for you. I This might will sound like I'm reading because I am going to read a letter that I wrote to mommies of young children who drink to cope with the stress of feeling like they have to be everything to everyone all the time. Ahem. <laughs> me, 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 me. Dear mommies of young children who drink to cope with the stress of feeling like you have to be everything to everyone all the time, people say that being a mom is the hardest job there is, but they are wrong. Being a mom is not a job. There is nowhere to check in or out of, nowhere to go to or come back from. There is no praise or reward or effort or promotion except for grandma. There is no monetary compensation. It is a debt-based position. It is butt and tear wiping 24-7. It is a built-in mechanism to make yourself available for other people, even when you are sick or have a personal emergency or were awoken at all hours of the night because someone watched a scary cartoon. It is loving someone and striving to give them your best even when you feel you're at your worst. It is not having the time to care for yourself like you used to and you look in the mirror and wonder where you went. It is waking up each day and filling yourself with as much resiliency as you possibly can before getting slapped in the face by karma and stretched to the limits of your human endurance by nighttime when you hopefully don't project all of your erupting trauma onto your kids and cry over a pot of boiling noodles. This is not a job. Sometimes it feels like straight up torture and sometimes it's happy tears. And sometimes it's your own self-congratulations of making it through a 24-hour period that was not marred by an incident of blood or poo or wreckage. Being a mom is not a job. It is a lifestyle commitment. It is a commitment to unconditionally loving your child or children and creating a nurturing environment for them to grow in while you simultaneously are triggered to unpack all of your earlier trauma and attempt to heal it whilst running over hot coals with a timer. This is not an occupation. It is an unending journey of grieving your former self, your former life, your former body in exchange for constantly wondering if you're doing it right or good enough or if you're going to be blamed in some therapist's office someday for not raising your child the way that they wish you had raised them. You really are doing your best. I see you. I see that also you think you don't know how to improve this situation. Because the pressure of parenting on top of anything else that you decide to do or that you have to do, God forbid you have a job, a career, a solo hobby, or a love life, a romance of any shade, something has got to give. 
and you make plans for your family to bring them some joy. You listen to parenting podcasts while washing the dishes and you follow child psychologists on Instagram and you think, Ooh, okay, I'll try that technique where I don't yell and scream at them and then we'll use logic and they'll put their own shoes on and be on time to school and then when they get home, we'll talk about the day and they go to bed and I'll kiss their little heads and we'll sing a lullaby and we'll all get nine hours of sleep and our home will be full of peace and love and then finally I can relax. And then you hear a glass break in the next room and it shatters your daydream as you smell the rice burning and someone threw a book at someone else and the two-year-old tried to wash his car in the toilet that he didn't flush and then the spicy one tells you they hate you because you said no candy before dinner and it all feels like it's just going to cause you to snap if you don't do something about it. And Maybe your partner has a different perspective on parenting than you do. So there's some door slamming and blaming and all you wanted was to be able to sit outside for a moment and have your own thoughts but everything is erupting like Mount Vesuvius and all you can think about is getting some relief from this chaos. You fantasize about going to a yoga class or maybe taking a run like you used to or just read a book for like 30 minutes uninterrupted but who will let you do that? And you feel like you have to scrape and justify for your needs to be met so that you can just take a few breaths to try and fulfill them because no one is coming to do it for you. And the day is both simultaneously long and painfully short. And you wonder if anyone else knows how to turn the stove on or to put dirty socks into the hamper and why are there cereal bowls under the couch? And you went and went and went, and still you go, go, go. And when you finally do lie your head down at night, you think, I still didn't do enough. What did I not get done? And as soon as you hit REM, a mosquito reminds you that you're never done. And in between all of this, yes, there are moments when someone hugs you and says an unsolicited, I love you and where you don't mind answering hundreds of questions about Harry Potter, and sometimes people even like and consume the food you make and ask for more. And of course, there are moments of tenderness and sweetness, and you say, this is what it's all for. I love being a mom. <laughs> I love being a mom. And you also tell yourself, I love my kids. I wouldn't trade them for anything. I love them to the end of the earth and beyond. And this is hard. <laughs> Parenting is hard. And sorry dads, but being a mom is really the utmost challenging thing that a person could do with their lives. And laced through all of this is an unmet need to have some me time, a time out time, a signal of some kind that you are done with this day and now you get a break. And now, can people leave you alone for a minute? Can you just catch your breath? Can you just take a minute? And alcohol seems perfect for that. You can access it easily. You can even pay people on scooters to bring it to you. It's not frowned upon unless you visibly have a problem. It pairs well with dinner. 
You can put it in a mug and be in a Zoom meeting. You have a sense that you are transported somewhere else for a moment in time to relax your brain from its incessant preoccupation with everyone else's needs. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's something to look forward to. Yeah, no one can take it from you. It's something that is uniquely yours, unlike your bed or your bathroom or your makeup if you have girls or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with this because it is addressing a deep need that you have. And meeting your needs is not the problem. Meeting your needs is a necessity. But perhaps you are now noticing as a listener of this show that the method becomes the problem when you begin to become aware of certain things like how you're feeling and thinking and behaving long term where something that seemed like a good idea has now become embedded in the day and a given and an automatic rather than something that was thought about and premeditated and then decided upon. When it's like it's just there as a placeholder in the day and you wonder, hmm, do I not feel the way I want to feel because of this thing that I'm doing? Do I not get the sleep I need because of this thing that I'm doing? Do I not want to get on the ground and do a puzzle with my kids because I would rather go open a bottle of wine? Is, the, is there conflict here? I need to get my needs met and I can also see in my life there are other things that are being caused by the problem, the way that I'm trying to solve this problem. Maybe you're noticing something along those lines. Maybe you're noticing that the prioritizing of mommy wine time, let's call it, or wine o'clock or your evening drink, the prioritizing of it is being bumped ahead of other things like plans that you could make for your kids or things that you'd rather be doing for yourself, like maybe driving yourself to a yoga class, which is really hard after you open wine at five. Maybe you're starting to notice these types of trade-offs of things. This can look like just wishing your kids would just go to bed sooner and faster so you can drink alone in peace. Stop whining, stop crying, stop interfering with your attempts to have a drink in quiet so you can enjoy it. That's really hard with young kids for sure. Maybe you're noticing that your temper is short, that maybe you're getting highly bothered by the little things that seem to have you flying off the handle when the thing in and of itself really isn't what's bothering you. It's a pent-upness of anger and frustration that has to come out somewhere. Maybe you're getting angry easy and this is a sign of nervous system dysregulation. It's not a sign that you're an angry person probably more likely a sign that you have pent up emotions that need to be released. It's really it's a sign of being dysregulated. 
Maybe you feel like you now need a drink to sleep, to fall asleep. Or maybe you notice that you say things like that, like I need a drink or oof, I really want a drink now that I'm upset. Or maybe you are noticing that you do go to have a drink when you feel upset rather than allowing yourself to sit in the messiness of the upset. You want to get out of it as quickly as possible and a drink you say will do that for you. Maybe you're just noticing, maybe this isn't you. This was definitely me. Or maybe you're noticing that you don't have other forms of rest or relaxation built into your day. It's preemptive care, so at the end of the day, all you really have energy or desire for is to pour a drink because it's easy. Maybe your moods are wild. Maybe you have big bouts of hot tears that are not incited by any singular incident. Maybe you find it hard to just be with your kids. Maybe you feel like you have to constantly be doing something, tasking, running around in action. And when you're not doing that, then it's time to chill for a bit. And then chilling goes along with drinking. So those things already go hand in hand. Maybe you're just noticing, maybe. I don't know. Just wondering because I think this is the experience of a lot of people. And we as moms, we just get verified and validated that we want to drink a lot because we're so fucking stressed out and we don't have the support that we need. We don't have, a lot of us don't have extended family that helps us. A lot of us have partners that work a lot. Maybe they could help more or maybe we are single moms trying to date. Whatever it is, is a lot. It's a lot to deal with. I experience all of these things also and other things that I'm not super proud of that maybe I'll talk about later. <laughs> oh, being a parent, being a mom is the most difficult, challenging, underappreciated day in, day out, lifestyle I can think of. We get one day a year where we get a card and a flower, maybe. It's like, what? <laughs> one day, one day a year. What about every other day of the year where we need that care and love and attention for ourselves? And no, where it's not the expectation that other people are going to give it to us. It's like, how do we cultivate that for ourselves and our lifestyle? we can feel better about ourselves and who we're being so we can show up better for our kids also setting an example for them of how to manage the stress and the heaviness and the lows of life it's really more about that it's not so much drinking or not drinking it's more the dependency that builds up over time because of the stress of it all I get it <laughs> I get it. Yeah. So here is what I have discovered. 
that I just say openly now because I'm not ashamed of it. Drinking doesn't make it easier to be a mom like I had told myself that it would. Like I really believed and hoped that it would because then it would allow me, give me permission to just keep on drinking the way that I was drinking without feeling like I needed to change it. But I can tell you this, when you do change it, it really opens up a whole new world of possibility that you're so capable. You're so capable. You're so strong. And not that you just have to be strong, but like you really are. <sighs> Drinking every day does not make us better parents. It makes us angry and hostile and resentful, and it makes us project our sadness onto our kids on a bad day. And on a good day, maybe we feel okay enough to take them somewhere, and then maybe we pick up some wine on the way home. <clears throat> Here's another unflattering thing about myself. I didn't change my drinking because of them. Although in everything a parent does is an undercurrent of how does this serve my kids? Like, of course that's there, but it wasn't a focal point for me. My pants were getting tight. I had like to really suck it in to get my pants on. I saw deeper wrinkles every day. No matter what product I used or whatever regimen I had, I felt sad and frustrated. And in spite of me saying all these things, I really am very grateful for this life and my family, as I'm sure you are too. I changed my drinking because I could see that if I didn't, I was going to miss out. And not just with them, there are four of them, but I was gonna miss out on me. And I'm writing you this letter, beautiful, wonderful mommy who deserves to feel good and be in love with your life because I want to help you navigate life without the constant use of alcohol so that you can see more clearly this exciting world full of possibility even in these really dull, seemingly dull or slow, mundane moments. There's really so much beauty and magic that is hard to see when we put our brains to sleep with drinking. It's especially in these small, simple moments, especially in those moments, those are the moments that our kids will remember is how we were with them, not how many things we checked off our list, list to provide an environment or an experience for them. They want us. They want us. They want our time. They want our presence. They want our energy. They want our focus on them. That is how they grow. Oh, and they don't care if we're perfect. They just want our time. And that's why we can give it to them in higher quality, even if it means less quantity, when they really do feel genuinely seen and heard. And if we're just around, but we're not present because we're stuck in a cycle of our own suffering, this is not the best that we can give them. Excuse me for sniffling. <laughs> the way out of this cycle, in my opinion, is the journey inward. And it's in locating the parts of you that are restless and bored and wounded and tending to them and sitting with yourself in the midst of a bit of a breakdown so that you can have a breakthrough. It is in believing that you are entirely capable of living a 
healthier, calmer life when you get your nervous system back to homeostasis. And it happens naturally when you remove alcohol frequently, frequent intervals, or for extended periods of time. You will notice. And it's believing and practicing the million other things that you have access to to help you feel better. You are a wonderful mom. A loving mom. A fucking great mom. And I see you. And I totally get it. There's nothing wrong with drinking. It's perhaps the way that you're drinking that bothers you. As it was for me. <sighs> so if you're excited about being a more present mom, drinking less can absolutely help you achieve that. And if you want help achieving that, I am here to support you in making that happen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for mothering. Thank you for being in this life, in this crazy world at this time. Thank you for showing up for yourself. Thank you for working on yourself. Thank you for existing. Thank you for being. Oh, so great to be with you today. I hope you have an amazing day. And yeah, that's it. I love you. I'll see you soon.